listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to Nastarja Lane on the Fresh Take Network. What to do, Joshua Adamoy Marathon with the talent of sexy, the dangerous, the devonier. He's using his force powers to push us forward. It's Devin Seal. I can't believe you just said that. I'm very disappointed in you, and I'll be logging off now. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you? Oh, I was ready. Did People you? were like, man, you have not used anything after the intro. I'm like, I got gotcha. you. Any references for a while? Yeah. And then you pick possibly one of the dumbest things I've seen in stars in a while. So but that's I, just me. Yes, not ideal, but I also I don't think the concept of it is stupid. I think the force user may be stupid. Because you're talking about Sabine. Yeah, because I mean I've you're we've seen this in other like in force uh on Jedi Survivor, you see Cal unlock this ability. Yes. So, but Cal, you know. Cal's also like a full, he was like a, a mostly trained Padawan with years of experience. Yeah. And, and also, there is a scene in Rebels where Kanan talks about. So, there's this big thing about Metachlorian counts and whatnot. And there's, uh, and this is Filoni's. Um, yeah. Filoni's vision of what the Force is, more or less, right? So uh, Hera goes and and talks, is talking to Kanan and okay. says, like, talking about the Force with uh, Sabine and says, well, she doesn't know the Force. And Kanan makes it very clear and says that uh, the Force relies in everything. Sure. It's all around us. Yeah. It is in everything. Yes. But it's the blockage that you have, and Sabine has a major blockage that will not that that doesn't necessarily lead for her to unleash the force in a positive way. And again, we heard kind of a similar circumstance of Ahsoka talking about not wanting to unleash that full potential of her with the force because of the pain that she's had with everything that happened to Mandalore. And typically right. when individuals get this much power. It normally doesn't go great. They turn to the dark side. Um, I, surprisingly enough, actually agree with a lot of those sentiments or the ideas behind them. And I actually don't even dislike the fact that she is a Force user. I just have a huge problem with how they've been there for an undisclosed amount of time, probably a couple days, and then suddenly it's like, oh, did you keep up with your training? Yeah, of course I did. When we all, like, and we literally just watched what happened in the last few days. The answer yeah. is no. And then it was like, oh, uh, I'm going to do something like really powerful that takes a lot of focus and concentration and not, not, not necessarily, and skill to do. Um, I'm not against her wielding the force in any meaningful way whatsoever. 
I'm not even against her developing those skills as the show goes on, but that's the key word I want to bring up development, right? She can't even move a glass of water uh, a mere moments ago in the show. And yet it was like, you know what you can do now is you can carefully track someone in the air and make sure they go exactly as far and as long as they need to. Why? I have no idea. Um, if you would have drawn, like, I, I'm generally okay with cliffhangers because we all know that this show is going to lead on to something bigger. And so why can't we have a cliffhanger for her start and finish with like grabbing the lightsaber? small objects that she's intimately connected to uh i just think it was too much too soon too quickly although i'm not again as i said before i'm not against the idea of her like what we should really see in the in the gap between when like the, the end of the show and when they are inevitably rescued her and ahsoka working on those skills yeah give us give us the twinges of the skills maybe she's able to like kind of Maybe she's able to like knock one of the, the, the stormtrooper zombies off of balance at first. Maybe she's able to grab her lightsaber. Maybe she's able to even do a bit of a force jump herself, like a force flip, but don't go like full uh, um, force unleashed on us, right? Like we keep hearing all these different things about how Jedi's post-Clone Wars, part of the reason why the Clone Wars looked the way they did was because they were Jedi at their full power. And since the Clone Wars and Order 66, we have not seen Jedi at their full power. Therefore, someone like Sabine should not be at her full power. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really like my only nitpick. Yeah, I, I have a few nitpicks of my own. Uh, and then I'll get more positive because I have one more positive. But I, I do agree with you. When she got the saber, I thought that would have been the perfect unblocking and progression. Uh, that was a perfect yes. time for her to have an unblocking, to get the force, the connection, it was a life or death situation, so yep. that's unlocking I'm the force okay, for I'm her. okay with that, yep. Totally cool with that. Uh, even if Ezra just jumped himself, maybe I could have just maybe believed that. Again, I've seen Kalkowskis do it, so I have seen the ability for it to be there for force jumping like that. Sure. Well, we've seen force run in, in episode one, too, so. Yep. So I could, yeah. I could believe that a bit, but yeah, having a, a carefully the the from the ringer van lathan and them call it quarter flipping because if you remember on uh, hawkeye with the quarter and oh hawkeye yeah trying to show, and then he shows kate, kate bishop does it immediately yeah so it's kind of they call it a quarter flip moment and that kind of was that moment so yeah i mean i don't think it was like leia bad and i guess i could maybe talk myself into it's like that's when she really had the force unleashed in her and she saved her friend and whatnot yeah i, I agree that's a bit too much my other thing is this show, and maybe it's Filoni and his writing or the direction, these characters have a real trouble with emotions. We had it all the way back in episode one with Ahsoka and her emoting, and we were talking about the wooden acting. Now it came out better at the end, but like yeah. the first time that Sabine sees Ezra, he's just like, how's it going? What's up? I knew you come for me. When really, like, it'd be like, holy shit, you're here. Get me off this fucking planet. Right? Is that or, true to the character? Like, what's he like? He's pretty like chill. The, the more the more crazy one to me is when the 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 ship lands and out comes a stormtrooper. Number one, that they don't shoot the stormtrooper immediately. Well, number well number number one number one, they see the shuttle come in, 
and they opened the bay. And they opened the bay and just let them in. Like, and, and there was no radio yeah. communication, right? Like they would know, they would know instantly who it is. And then this trooper like galleys his way down the raft, <laughs> just like making his way down there. Let's Downtown, Chopper maybe? come up to him. Yeah. Chopper decides yeah, yeah. for the first time in his life not to be a homicidal maniac. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then he True. just then he slowly takes off the helmet afterwards, where why would you not be like, hey, yeah, no, it's me, it's Ezra. And then Hera be like, holy shit, it's Ezra. And like bawling and losing her mind, she didn't yes, see yeah, your yeah, friend yeah. again. And Chopper going all happy and excited that he's seen his friend instead of like, huh, Tezra, isn't that something? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Look at this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that was one of those ones where, I mean, no, no piece of of Hollywood media is really immune to like overly dramatic moments. And it just so happened that that was an overly dramatic moment that really, upon further inspection, makes like zero sense. But hey, what are you going to do? And then um, my only other thing I was up, I it, it, I'll let the show to decide the direction they're going to go because it's going to have a second season before Heir to the Empire, the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just where's Balin at this entire time? Right, like that was a weird part of this particular episode in general. Was I don't know their, if they edited like, out, but they had more because of Ray Stevenson, and they changed the direction of it. I, I think they'd know. want to use them. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't know because they're just facing the night troopers, right? And it it did feel a little video gamey of like, okay, so it got past the the, tro- the troopers, but now they're the undead, and now we got to get behind all these doors. And now we're going to face the Night Sister. Right, and then we got to get right. to this. It did feel like a little bit like final boss stages is that you that you kind of had to do. Like, let's get to this level and then to this level and to this level. I, I enjoyed the action and everything like that. Um, but it was a, vi- a little bit like um, video gamey. That's a really interesting part about this last this last episode was so Balin and Shin are tasked with hunting down the Jedi who they then ally themselves with like the marauders or the, the, I guess they're just villagers now. It's not, you know, whatever they're, they're camping. Um, and then, so they're hunting them. And basically I think somewhere in one of the episodes, Balin talks about how they don't want to get left behind. Right. Yeah. And then how, and then Thrawn's very clear that like, if anyone's not here by the time we leave, we're leaving without them. So, okay, that's fine. So I mean, then they just they're disappear. Not, they're not making like, like any effort at all. Really, every, right? Yeah, everyone's just like really okay with being left behind on a different fucking galaxy. Yeah. Like Shin goes up to like the, the Raiders or whatever they are. Yeah. And like throws at the lightsabers like, yeah, the, the Raiders are probably like, who the fuck is this chick? Well, they do know that, like they, they were led by their by like their tribal leader with her and Balin, I guess like in so. episode yeah, six. I so I, I'll, I'm okay with that. She's also proven yeah. to be like a rather adept fighter. So, and they know what a, they know what a lightsaber can do. So if anyone wants to challenge her, she'll just cut their arm off, right? Let's. So I'm I'm relatively okay with that, but I'm not really okay with the fact that everyone was just like really really okay with being left behind, like with Balin's. Balin and Shin being left behind. Yeah. That was kind of weird. And even like, um, even Morgan Elsbeth, like, so they made her into like a night sister kind of warrior. Then it was like, she knows, she knows what she has to do. 
And it's like, yeah, she man. really signed up. She signed up to make this huge ship to get you here, to then dock with the Star Destroyer, to then get left behind? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't it make a... Here's a great idea. Why? Okay, make her a night sister, whatever you want to call her. I think she'd be a night sister at this point. Why isn't Balin and Shin at the top of that castle? Yeah. Why don't they have the fight? Why don't that's you what see... I thought? I thought they'd be the final. Bosses. Yeah, I thought they'd be the final boss too. Why don't you see? Why don't you see Balin even get stabbed and die, and Shin is up at the top there, and but. Thrawn leaves her behind and they go and then Ezra and Ahsoka are like, you know, you can make a choice and we can, we can show you the way. I'll be your master. How cool would that be? And then Shin is Ezra's Padawan. Yeah. Um, Simple as that, really. Like, I mean, we were right about the prediction almost that, you know, they did the swap with Thrawn and Ezra and everybody else gets left behind. I don't know if we predicted that. I thought Ezra would be left behind as well. I thought uh, them as a group would have been left behind. I thought they would have they would have encountered some sort of thing way more difficult than Sabine crashing Ahsoka's ship into these TIE fighters, which I want to kind of nitpick as well. She drove straight into... <laughs> <laughs> and then, what kind of pilots are these? Because there's a scene where the pilots are flying and the guy takes his hands off the throttles to cover his face. When yeah. it's like, you bitch, you just got to go up or down or turn. Yeah. So that was like a little like that was a little too slapsticky for me. But like I appreciate them getting ambushed and their ship being damaged. Yeah. And now they're stuck there. How are they ever going to get off this rock? Oh, I don't know. There's a show called The Skeleton Crew that might just, yeah. you know, help us out in the next By the way, too, when they went up there I'm like, they better motherfucking not leave without Hayon. I was like, we're concerned about Hayon. But you better <laughs> not leave him. He's worked well, with he Jedi was... through the ages. He was a sassy motherfucker in this episode because when Ezra was building his lightsaber, oh, yeah. and Sabine was that there, was a he was great like, scene. Man, I love he, that scene. That was a really good scene. He was just like, you know, Ezra was a really good student, and was like, burn, Kanan. bitch, in Canaan. Yeah, Canaan. Yeah, Ezra was, was like, like, yeah, this was from Canaan Jarrus, and Hayan's like, yeah, I know, I know every Jedi motherfucker. Don't I know it's weird. It was weird that. That's another. I guess that Ezra didn't grow up with his time on Ilum with Heyung, but yeah. it's interesting that he was like, "That's not going to work," even though Heyung literally was like, "I'm the one who's been building these for like five thousand years, yeah. including your master and your master's master." Like, eh? and he was just like, "No, that that's not going to work." Like, okay, let's just not trust him then. Yeah, when he's like, "Do you know Kane and Jerris?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he Don't said that. Like, I literally, I literally know everybody. Don't test me. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, okay. So, so Hayan hey, like... was the standout. He he definitely jumped up the droid rate rankings for me. David Tennant's performance uh, is was really really good. Mm-hmm. He 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 was. I liked his like pensiveness. I like like his thoughtfulness as a character, um, and I liked his commitment to. I, I guess as Bear uh, Balin talked about, like the the ideals of the Jedi. Yeah, I um I loved the use of the Night Sister magic in this. Yep, um, I loved everything with the Night Troopers. Those were super cool. Super cool. 
Um, I like the visuals kind of because they're not zombie. It's kind of, again, to go to the Jedi game. Um, you kind of see that when you're on Dathomir beforehand. And yeah, have, some, do, of the, yeah. some of them are Dathomirians. They're just kind of like lost souls that they've kind of brought back to, to life. Something. So you've yeah. kind of seen that in, in that size. So that is definitely canonized. And the fact that they went to Dathomir too was really interesting oh. to me because now I'm like, are they going to build like another, are they going to get like another Darth Maul or like a Savage type of character that they're going to like resurrect or something? Right. Yeah. Like a dark or even just like a dark army or are they going to, are they going to, are the Dathomirians and I guess Zabrak because that's what Darth Maul is, is Zabrak. Yeah. Um, are they going to be the, the new army of the empire? I'm wondering. That'd be kind of cool. Um, did you notice what they named the uh, the sword that Morgan Elizabeth got to use? I forgot. Remind me. It was called the Blade of Talzin. Yes. After Mother Talzin, mm-hmm. the Night Sister from Clone Wars. That was a mm-hmm. nice little. That's a nice little moment. I like that. I liked it too. Her fighting style was pretty cool, though. Um, since we're kind of nitpicking just as we talk about the show in general, I thought the the group lightsaber battle with the zombies wasn't as strong as we've seen in the show. Yeah. But when Ahsoka got her Shoto sliced in half and she had to switch to the one the one bladed fighting style, that choreography was really, really good. Mm-hmm. It was fast-paced, frenetic. It was back and forth, different styles. Uh, so, especially after we saw the Anakin Skywalker stuff w- with her, we know that they're capable of core of of chore- choreographing really great lightsaber battles. But just when they mix in uh, lightsaber with like other people having to fall down and stuff, it doesn't look as convincing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of my nitpicks was like, that was like the least fun fight I've seen, which was with the dark army of, of like the dark troopers or whatever they're called, the, the magic troopers. Uh, but Night it turned troopers. into a really, it turned into a really good fight at the end there. It did. Yeah, it did. Uh, I, I thought, you know, there's some really good shots too of everything. And I love to Ahsoka's training of Sabine in it. You know, she can tell like, yeah, you're still not very good with the lightsaber. Get those fucking blasters. Cause you can't, use that lightsaber yeah. as good as Ezra and I, so get the blasters out. And again, we've seen this, this nice little evolution. That's why the force push doesn't work as much because yes. there has been these nice tests of times of like, when she's a Mandalorian, she's better in fights. And we've seen that now multiple times when she's made the decision to become Mandalorian in the fights, or now Ahsoka's told her, do this, use your Mandalorian style because that's better. I'm totally okay with her trying out the lightsaber I'm okay with her using her blasters. I'm okay with her inching along as like the thing that we don't get to see, but it's well known, especially in the original trilogy is the amount of time Luke's actually training for mm-hmm. how many years he's actually on Dega before and how many years between new hope and return of the Jedi is right. Um, that is what we don't get to see that that is not as apparent in this show right it's just like sabine's maybe they were there was a couple of things they talked about the force about sabine and rebels never really bring it up again and then it's like oh in this two-week journey on in space where you're not going to anything and then three days on this planet you're suddenly you're amazing like mm-hmm. 
I kind of long for the days where like people really earned their four. Like Luke couldn't lift shit, and he was training with Yoda on Dagobah. Yeah. If this was like if 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 Empire Strikes Back was in nowadays, like Luke would be doing all kinds of crazy shit within like two days, and he'd be like, "Peace, gotta go, bye." Yeah. How much time is it from Empire to Jedi? Uh, like three years or something. Yeah, and by the time we see him in Jedi, he is a Jedi, ma- a Jedi master, more or less. Uh, he's a knight. He's definitely a knight. knight. Um, I don't yes. know. Well, I'm just saying in terms of his overall knowledge, he spends a lot of the, um, the a lot of the Legends time right after Jedi. Yeah, his demeanor he, is so much different in Jabba's Temple compared to what we saw him in Empire. He ba- and he basically, so after the end of the movies, he basically goes searching for all for lost Jedi temples, lost Jedi texts, and he doesn't. It takes him a long time to actually even start the Jedi Order again, mm-hmm. because he himself is learning. Mm-hmm. and he ends up finding a lot of like holocrons and information about the old jedi masters even from the clone wars like he he learns about plo Koon and mace windu and blah 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 blah. um so he's not someone who just like randomly got good he spends a lot of time uh, uh working on it by himself actually yeah um and then i mean yeah there's this episode I would say it was fine. Uh, I would say in some parts, I, I'm fine with how it ended because I anticipated the ending and yes, was fine with yeah. him getting stranded. Uh, I did feel like maybe a little underwhelmed. I don't know what more I was expecting personally. Like IGN gave this an eight. You and I were kind of talking. I give it like an eight. I, I think it, you know, I would say. Ahsoka oh, you said you gets, gave, they gave it a nine. They gave it a nine. You said, and we give it an eight. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say, I think that. it's fair that Ahsoka stuck the landing. Don't think it like stumbled or anything like that. It stuck the landing pretty solid. Yeah, it was a good first season. Like overall, I would probably give the show an eight. Overall, I'm probably at a seven, and it's really really hard hard to get over like those first three episodes where nothing mm-hmm. really happens because it's and I've had a like I have a lot of friends who are have various Star Wars knowledges, including like three or four like very deep lore people who. Mm-hmm are having a hard time even getting started in the show. And it's one of those things where like, if you're already a star Wars fan and you don't really like the show, how am I going to convince you that it's going to get better by episodes like four and five, where in, in reality, like those are like, those episodes are really, really good. Yeah. Like the peaks, the peaks in Ahsoka Andor didn't have these peaks and valleys the way that Ahsoka does. Andor was like a consistent, like eight to eight and a half. In every episode because it told like a really tight story tight narrative that was like really focused um this show is dealing with some like crazy characters and some crazy events and some crazy like mythology but it has some lows and it has some highs yeah i, I thought for the most part i was you know i was satisfied i will miss it on tuesdays mm. um i mean the mortis god stuff at the end is like okay hold on let's uh a little too much chip of the dip there at the end, guys. <laughs> well, when so Balin's on on what we thought is like a, a a cliff, and I was like, okay, like this is like some very like Game of Thrones type looking shit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then they zoom out, and I was like, it's the Lord of the Rings statue. Do no, you, it's the father fight. Do we have to re? I guess we have to recast Ray then. And I'm not going to do that today, but I think we're going to have to. 
the ultimate answer is yes, unless by next year, the facial technology gets really, really good. But, and we're at a really interesting point with Star Wars where it's like this Heir to the Empire movie, assuming Luke Skywalker's in it. I mean, actually, maybe not because he's a whiny bitch now. Um, it'd, it'd just be so much easier to recast Luke Skywalker, right? Like, I actually have no problem with Disney having stories of Han, Luke, and Leia, and re but just, like, rip the bandaid off and just recast them. Like, I actually don't hear a lot of people talking about Alden Ehrenreich in a negative light that often. That wasn't, that wasn't the problem. It wasn't him. So, like, I'm it, fine we're, with... We're doing Glover as um, Lando, and we're not having a problem with it. So, like, let's, yeah. just, let's just do this. Let's so, just do this. Billy Lord is Princess Leia... And Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Sebastian. Stan is oh. that, and Elden Ackroyd, and let's just move forward. And Hamill's already given him his blessing. Yeah, not, I'm not like, that I'm, that matters or not. I don't know if Disney cares, but it's nice to know that Hamill is don't care. given a blessing. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Like, but at this point in time, I don't feel like we're not in a position now to have an have older versions of the core three. And then show up and save everybody in this movie. It doesn't. It, it would take. It would take a lot of things away from the Mando Bo Katan stuff that they've been yeah. working on for years and years. So I think it'd be a little unfair from a from a screenwriting standpoint. But shit, like, and I'm not even sure how I feel about this giant a giant Star Wars. Um, let's call it like a crossover Avengers level event without Han Luke and Leia yeah, and Chewbacca. Like and, and where are they the way, supposed to be if that's the case? In, in hindsight, as good as Glover is, man, Lakeith would have made a good Lando. I think, but now he can be an original character and I'm cool with it. Just get, I think, Star I Wars. think Glover looks a little bit more like him. Billy D. Yes. But we see so little of Glover actually acting anymore that I don't even I don't even know like I in my mind, like Keith Stanfield's a better actor. Yes. But I'm not I'm not saying that to discredit Don Glover. It's just like you gotta like put some work in everyone. So like people like you should be on the tip of like the reason why like John Krasinski is like everyone wants him as like Reed Richards, because like it like we keep seeing him all over the place. We keep talking about him, keep making like AI pictures of him as as Reed Richards, right? But we don't like we no one ever talks about Don Glover really, unless it has to do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um again, overall, I, I'm pretty happy with where everything goes. The Mortis God stuff with Ray Stevenson will be interesting. Shin didn't turn the way I did. I, I kind of like what you know, if we do get the second season, as interesting as it is with Thrawn and Dathomir and what that's going to be, and Ezra now being back and he can kind of let everyone know what happened with Thrawn and have mm -hmm. that first count uh, experience to what happened. Oh, yeah. So are they really... going to believe him now? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he's I'm, not I'm... that big of a deal. He's dead. You would have to think, you know, Skeleton Crew will probably be doing a little bit of its own thing for a little bit. Um, 
and then maybe near the end they find Ahsoka and whatnot. But like I, I'm cool like just seeing Ahsoka and Sabine and Balin and Shin like on that world for like three or four episodes. And like, you know, the Mortis God stuff with Balin and maybe some training with Sabine and Ahsoka, whatever Shin is doing with these raiders. Like, I'm cool to be down for some of that stuff. You mean like uh Star Wars Game of Thrones stuff? Yeah. I'm not against, I'm definitely not against it. Um, so are you saying that should be part of Skeleton Crew? Like we had, like we had Boba Fett in. No, Mando? I want that part of season two. I want a part of season two. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe it's just not that simple that they find. I don't know. It, I mean, Mando now will be interesting. What, where does Mando now stay in all this? Or is it just as simple as there is not another season of Mando. The next time we see Mando is an heir to the empire. So here's we, a here's here's an interesting question for you. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, so assuming all these TV shows crossover events culminate with them fighting Thrawn, it's pretty obvious at this point. Why do I even? Why do I care about Din Djarin? Because in in and his like, and I'm not going to call him special powers, but. What does he bring to the table that Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, Bo-Katan, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia bring to the table? You know, like even like we have all these Jedi who are going to who are then going to band together and like reform the order. There'll be like a nice little team up shot of them all with their lightsabers, which would be really cool. I'll probably cry. <laughs> Why do I care about why do I care about that silver bastard? Because he knows them. Kind of? Yeah. Like it we've already and I guess actually because least, Grogu will probably be part of that. Like we've actually actually we've actually Grogu's established daddy. that we've established that Luke and Ahsoka know each other. Yes. So we don't need Din to connect Luke with the rest of the Jedi. Would you say that Grogu Luke was Grogu's teacher or master? Uh, I don't know if Grogu was ever actually that wholeheartedly involved, and that's why Luke gave him a way out. Like Ahmad Best character, I can't remember that Jedi's name. Oh, uh, Keller and Keller and Beck or something. something yes, like that. Keller and Beck. I don't know how much he trained him as much as rescued him. I think he rescued him. I think he was like a caretaker or. The other thing that what like the other interesting thing about the Order sixty six was like once like once the shit started going down, like people just started fending not fending for themselves, but like their jobs didn't matter anymore, right? Mm-hmm. He could have been a he could have been a Jedi janitor. Dude, Jacosta suddenly... News started going off on people. She was the fucking librarian. Yeah, like he could have been a janitor for all we know, and then he started like saving younglings, right? Like yeah. it doesn't. I don't know if he's. My interpretation is that. Um, Grogu was still like a Jedi initiate. Like he was still mm-hmm. part of they have when you're when you're that young, you have clans, right? That you kind of are roughly all the same age or same uh, maturity. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Grogu had been old enough to be selected as a Padawan yet. Yeah. So okay, he right. was like he was like living with like his baby roommates, more or less. Right. In my opinion. So um yeah, so I mean, as far as Star Wars shows go, we you know we have Skeleton Crew connected to this. 
and then Acolyte, which has nothing to do with this. High Republic, baby! And that'll be kind of a nice break from everything. And then I don't know when the next Mando season is, and I don't know when the next Ahsoka season is. I guess the only other thing connected after Skeleton Crew to this is Bad Batch, question mark? No, they got it. They're, they, I don't know. We're gonna have live. We're not gonna have live action Bad Batch. This is the last season of Bad Batch. So like, we already know. We already they're dying. Like, there's what no, about, there's no well, way. Just for good old sakes, Hunter fell down a well. It's me, Umiga. <laughs> yeah, if they fall, if they have another episode where they fall down a goddamn hole, I'm just gonna come be on, so Umiga. Upset with myself, Umiga. You can have like a JFK what? voice now, Hunter. Yeah, that's pretty good, Rekka. Their whole job is basically to wrap up and really cement the whole cloning and die technologies and die. Um, And I guess pass on, like, would we potentially get an Omega live action? I don't know. That's Omega is the only one from this that I could see potentially part of heir to the empire. Maybe. But here's my, here's my question. Who cares about Omega with Thrawn, like what kind of connection is that? That seems just really forced to me. Well, I guess because you could potentially have Boba, and then she realizes he's a crime. That... He's a crime lord on Tatooine. No one gives a shit about Boba. But it's her brother. Did they he even meet? Know. Did they meet? No. No, they could do the thing where Boba doesn't realize that he has a sister. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just not that saying I like it or not. I'm just throwing out things that might happen. No, for sure. I, what I mean to say is like, so we Omega knows that she's a clone, right? Yes. And there's another clone of Omega at the end there. Yes, that was like the lady who's like that was a her part sister. Of, yeah, she calls herself her sister, whatever. Um, so okay, we have female versions of Django floating around there. Yeah, I don't think we ever connected. Um, Django and Omega together, right? I don't think we've ever seen it in them together. No, because they they more or less say that there was two things from Django originally, and one was Project Alpha, and then one was Project Omega, and they went forward with Project Alpha, not forward with Project Omega, and that's why Omega is so important. What's Project Alpha though? That's the clones and Boba. That's the clones. Well, I don't even Boba. That's that's another kind of weird thing as well, like. Boba isn't anyone's project. He's an he's basically he's Jingo. All he, he's a well he's a clone with no growth enhancements. Yeah. So he's not a part like theoretically he doesn't actually have any kind of value except for except to Boba or except to Django. Yeah. Unless this whole time uh Boba Fett actually has these special powers like maybe I have no idea. Yeah. So that's the only other connection I have. I, again, I think overall, I had a really fun time with it. I do think Star Wars, you know, it, it's kind of where it's at right now, you know? It's in a better either, place than it was. It's in a better place than where it was. Yes, there. I think at this point, too, uh, I think the biggest thing coming out of this with Sabine there, the definition of the Force, I think, is frustrating to people. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But Not it, again. It, it is frustrating with people of what's the definition of the force right and i tend to go with what kanan says the force is that's kind of my belief of what the force is sure 
You're allowed um, to do that. Compared to, you know, maybe what me, whatever metachlorian counts are, I would I would I would define it as this. And you've read deeper uh legends and stuff. And again, I don't want to go deep down this rabbit hole, but okay. I would agree with Kanan and Filoni's version of it to saying that the force is in within all living things. But I also believe, you know, because George put metachlorians out there for a reason, that obviously certain species have a higher level of the force within them, say an Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that that's like fairly Yes, I'm I'd say that, I'm that's, saying, that's we've had a big debate to... this week. I, I think that I give him the the most basic of basic takes. I feel like that is pretty hard to argue. That should be like the very baseline. Um, also, I have like, I, I guess I'll throw it out there. Um, so, you know, these statues might be the gods of Mortis or whatever. I don't really know if I want to know where the force comes from. Like, I mean, like well. the, I mean, like the actual origins. Yes. I don't want Disney to explain to me that on this planet, these three people or whatever drank some special water and then suddenly can move shit with their minds. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about like, I just want the force to exist. I want it to be a philosophical thing. I want people mm-hmm. to touch on different, you know, the different uses of the force as well as light side, and dark side. I don't want to know the history of the force. Um, I don't mind even that there's like unexplainable things in the force. I don't really mind that there are force whales. I don't need the force whales to be explained why they work and why they don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to your point, I think metachlorians and force sensitivity as a direct correlation is unimpeachable at this point. I know we've only really talked about it a couple of times in the whole of Star Wars, but that's just how it is. Um, what I do, and I do agree that every living thing has the force in it. It's been said in like every, practically every goddamn movie by Yoda. Um, what I do mind is that anyone with sufficient training can harness that power. Because that, that takes a lot of the established canon out of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that anyone if they try really, really, really hard with training, because then what about Ray? Right? There's just all these like weird, there's, and this is the problem with these, these trilogy movies or the sequel trilogy is like the inconsistencies that they have to now figure out. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to even Two Force Awakens. Now that I think about it, when Finn's like to Han's like, we'll use the force. And Han's like, that's not how the force works. And obviously, Han knows a thing or two about the forest, but the fact that his best friend has it, yes, his wife has it, and his kid has it. His kid has it. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with like a certain generation of people, even though a majority of the galaxy had never seen a Jedi before, understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so there's a whole different, and I agree with you with the Mortis gods and. What the father wanted Anakin to take his place at one point, correct? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because there's the father who's kind of the the character that was holding He's up the Balin, and, and then there's the good and the evil. He's the balance. The son and is the evil. evil. Took over Ahsoka at one point. 
I believe so. This is like, this is deep. I mean, I've watched those episodes of Clone Wars once, like when they came out. So I'm like so behind. We had Wagon in that episode. I mean, his voice, I believe. I I think you're right. Yes. That was that was a big moment. That was like, why is Lee? Because Liam Neeson was coming off of like all the Taken stuff. Like, yeah, he was a. Why is he doing this? And then it just kind of found out that he just really loves his character. Yeah, exactly. Um. Any last thoughts as we wrap up Nostalgia Lane? Uh, Star Wars, like I, so the popularity of Ahsoka seems to be pretty big yeah. right now. Um, this oh, is by really the like, way, Anakin Force goes at the end. Yeah, that was, that was you know what, you know what, here's, here's something for me. That was a little overdone. We didn't need it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I'm an easy mark, though, as I talked now, about. I'm an easy well, mark. You're talking about easy marks, man. I, me, I'm I'm an easy mark when it comes to Hayden Christensen. But what I mean to say is, so Sabine, like, just she she saw some shadows in the rainbow, yeah. and then she so felt does that the presence. Mean, okay, she felt a presence. Great, no problem. Did Ahsoka see him? Or um, did I don't think she did. I think she felt maybe she felt uh, Anakin's presence. She definitely had like a smile on her face, which I'm I'm happy with. Like she definitely acknowledged that something familiar was in the air. Okay, great. So that means as a Force ghost, she either saw him and didn't say anything. Sabine can't see him, so she's not strong enough in the Force yet. Therefore, she shouldn't be able to Force push Ezra onto a Star Destroyer, or. Anakin is just trolling everybody and decided to appear after they all turned around. And look, I, I don't want to be, I know Those we all love answers. Anakin and we love Hayden Christensen, but let's remember this guy is a homicidal maniac and a piece of shit really still. Like he did a lot of bad things and we're just acting like that four ghost of that Anakin is like, oh, he's great. He's like, no, this is the dude that was a really, really, really bad guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, well, hold, hold on a second here. Anakin and Vader aren't two separate people, do you? No. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, um, yes, there is pre-Anakin before he's in the suit. But when he's in that suit, he is still Anakin Skywalker, obviously. And he, those actions he is still responsible for. Well, when he fights Obi-Wan Kenobi, he does say that Anakin died. Yes, from a certain point of view. From a certain, it, well, exactly, right? And this is, this is I want to know your point of view. And I, I think, well, he's saying Anakin died because that part of him died because Padme died. And that was the part of him that was human, right? He doesn't look at him himself as human, but he still encapsulates, he is whatever you believe is a soul. The heart and soul of Anakin Skywalker still relies in him, but it is full of hatred and anger because of feeling that the Jedi Order turned on him, didn't give him the privileges of being on the council that he thought he deserved. And also Obi-Wan potentially betraying him and blaming Obi-Wan and others for the death of Padme. Damn, that was pretty well said. That's a good point. I don't know if I agree, but I don't disagree. That's a really good point. Um, But I get it also too. It's a situation of the memories that Ahsoka had. That's why when she looks at the hologram of him, it's that is the guy that trained her that was a borderline father figure for her right i 
because we kind of see well, a she little talks, bit. She talks very positively of him mm-hmm. in this episode, which was really nice to see. Like that she was able to, I think, in, so I think her perspective and mine is very similar where Anakin and what Anakin becomes are very separate. And we could probably make the case that he probably wasn't in control. Like his downward, everything after he fully turns and becomes Vader, okay, that's that's really bad. Um, his his fall from grace, I think, is actually like not really his fault. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where she draws a line, where she goes like the 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 Anakin that she knows, but I guess she never saw him turn to the dark side, right? She just sees him afterwards. Um, I think that's where she thinks is she kind of well, and you can also look at with Mace. He is frustrated with Mace at that point in Palpatine that he was one of the main reasons of him not getting on the council and not trusting him with information. And he also looks at Palpatine because he needs to save Padme and his kids. So he's trying to do everything he can to save Padme and his kids at that point. Sure. Um, he thinks he thinks Palpatine has the answer to save people. That's yes. definitely, definitely it. Um, Little did he know it was Thrawn. Little, yeah, little did you know that actually the Empire's had this whole thing the whole time. Um, yeah. And Palpatine just returned. Why? Because it was in Fortnite. Um, here's, here's the last thing before we'll go. Sure. Do you agree or disagree that Anakin should have stayed behind or should he have gone with Mace Windu? Well, in hindsight, it would have been a much better story for everybody if he stayed behind. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he... But I mean, at that point, you know, um, Pelps had um, old Shiv, as I like to call him sometimes. Shiv, uh, Shiv, Shiv. Thank you. Yeah, he gave yeah. him the Shiv. Uh, yeah. He he had everything implanted in Annie's head way above the time. He he was. One oh step yeah. Ahead there is no. There is no. Talk about how plot and Thrawn is. Palpatine is a, a different step. Well, it took it took decades to even manufacture the Clone Wars, right? Like that's I mean, how he threw the whole Senate at Yoda. He did. Literally. <laughs> um, I think that Mace Windu was right to tell Anakin to stay, be, knowing yes. how, knowing Emotional. his... He knew he was close to the Chancellor. That and also, if he doesn't show up and he find, and they find out that the, em- the Emperor has killed Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, and Sacy Tin which are some of the best warriors of the order. Yeah. That still leaves Anakin as like, as someone who's strong enough to fight him if they need to. Yeah. That's why they asked him to stay. It had nothing to do with like trust. It had to do with if we die and don't come back, you and Obi-Wan are the only two people who could possibly have a chance against him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say the wrap up from my side of things, this has been, you know, you can you can have your ups and downs and what is Star Wars for you and what's not. For me personally, as a fan, and I will be a mark here, this has been one of the best years yeah. to be a Star Wars fan for me, just from having a pretty fun Bad Batch season. Well, not fun. It was the, the finale <laughs> it was, was tragic. Gut wretch. Yeah, gut wretch. Uh, <laughs> so you know, pretty good Bad Batch season other than the pod racing and like two other ones that were not good. Um, and then getting to, you know, go to Galaxy's Edge for me finally. An up and down Mando season with some highs and some lows uh, on it. 
And then, you know, getting to play Survivor, which I would say is the second best Star Wars thing that came out this year, other than Ahsoka. And then a really good Ahsoka show. So for me as a Star Wars fan, I had some real big highs, some real, some there's some medium bumps along the way. I want to say Mando was a low. Like Mando, yeah, probably whatever. six, maybe a five and a half. Yep. Um, but overall, just for me as a Star Wars fan, it was a really enjoyable year for me as a Star Wars fan. And I look forward to seeing what Skeleton Crew can do. And, you know, just... It's been fun to just do Nostalgia Lane and not have, we could have done yeah. so much stuff with Rundown, but I'm sure you enjoyed it too. Just coming on here, just talking Star Wars, and then we're done. That is exactly why I think Star Wars is in an okay place right now. It's because we're actually talking about the franchise. We're talking about all these nuances. We're not just reviewing the quality of show that we've been given. We're yeah. talking about theories. We're talking about deep dives in characters. That's what makes Star Wars such an like a, a powerful presence in the media landscape. It's because like these stories are endless, and we don't always have to like every story that is given to us. But the fact that we even have ideas for the other sequel trilogy, what we'd change, what we wouldn't change, means we still care. It means we're still interested. I got pushed by a stormtrooper this year, and it was the highlight of my life. <laughs> so you know that's that's where the nerdism and the markish that's for Star Wars is right now. Except fuck the police. So uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Thanks so much for following us here for eight episodes on the Star Jelaine with Ahsoka. We'll be back, uh, Devin and I, for the regular rundown next week. Boo. And yeah, boo. And uh, Andy, Kenyar, and I will be taking over and talking about Loki coming up here in a, uh, a little bit in the next few days. So make sure you check out that. And until next time, folks, cheers and may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. May the force be with you.